Welcome to How to Save Your Marriage with Nicola Beer, a show full of tips and practical strategies to repair, rebuild, and strengthen your relationship. If you are currently stuck wondering if your marriage can be saved, or you know you want to save it but don't know how to go about changing it, this show is for you. And now here is your host, Nicola Beer, who specializes in a proven 10-step program to help couples increase the love, passion, and happiness in their marriage in 30 days or less, guaranteed. Hi and welcome. I hope you're having an awesome day or evening wherever you are. I'm going to be sharing about money, conflict and control of finances today. So this is for any family relationship. However, if you're married to someone, then you are tied financially to each other. So every decision and transaction affects the other, whether you like it or not. And this is why finances and control of them is a big area of conflict in family relationships and marriages especially. You will never agree on everything when it comes to what to spend money on or what to save. However, not agreeing is very different from someone holding all the financial power in a relationship. Many women who give up work to have children sometimes feel a huge lack of control and independence when it comes to finances. Even if the husband is generous when they're out together and tells them that they can have whatever they need financially, the asking all the time can often lead some women to feel controlled financially. Michelle couldn't stand to have always ask her husband for money. Asking her husband for money when she needed a haircut, to buy a friend a birthday present, to even to get herself a coffee or a magazine. She also hated the way that she had to report on every single purchase that she made and hear her husband's comments. He was always so negative, she told me, and he thought that everything was expensive. So she began fearing asking him for money and instead of asking for things, she held resentment against him, presuming that he would react badly without asking him. So it was kind of a control that was perceived in her mind in a way because her husband was open to her spending money. He may have complained about it but yet he was actually when it came down to it supportive of what she wanted to do but it still wasn't working. This perception of control and the control that Michelle felt was causing a conflict in their relationship. It was causing her to feel frustrated and it was also causing him to feel annoyed that he wasn't respected and what else could he do? He already thought he was being generous and his perception is negative about money, that's how he is. And so this is where they were when they came to me. So what we did is we devised a new plan for the way that they structured their finances in the relationship. And we also cleared past resentments. Now, clearing past resentments is essential for a happy marriage. And only you can clear your own resentments. Working with someone to help you is the best. It's not something you can do together. So it's not something you go to a couple counselling for. It's something that you do in an individual. Um, You clear the resentments because holding on to resentment kills the closeness and kills passion. One of the biggest areas of resentment and conflict I come across when it comes to finances is how much one person is spending on their family. I've had couples fall out over money, sent home to pay for a brother or sister's education, family medical bills, or paying for their parents' home and expenses. 
Then there are stepchildren and families, and this can get more complicated and more tense based on what the couple agree should be spent, is allowed to be spent, is allocated. Some husbands and wives believe that their money earned as a unit, and by that I mean the parent and the children, needs to stay and only be spent within that unit. Others feel obliged to help their wider family and want to treat their family, want to get them holidays, want to book them flights to see them, want to shower them with things and look after them. And these issues have to be worked through and agreed upon because if not, then they cause anger, they cause jealousy and they cause negativity and this implodes into the relationship. And I believe that these kind of things really need to kind of be addressed before getting married. In my pre-marriage coaching, we look at financial beliefs. We look at financial expectations. We look at how you wanna manage your finances in an ideal way. And this prevents disappointment and conflict later on. And it also opens the point for discussion in finding that middle way. So let me ask you a few questions. Are your finances causing conflict in your relationship right now? Do you feel resentful at the financial choices your partner makes? Do you feel controlled or free financially? Is it time to change the way your finances are working in your relationship? Is there respect and appreciation when it comes down to how money is managed? In my experience helping couples manage finances differently, I'm a big believer in transparency, so everybody knows everything, and financial education. The more both in the relationship take an interest in finances and work as a team, the better they're equipped they are to deal with life and its unexpected costs. When people feel happy about the way their finances are being controlled and organised in a relationship, they have more peace. Sometimes people say to me that finances shouldn't be important in love and marriage. Yet to me, that is not really living in the real world. Financial agreement is key because not having enough money and financial insecurity causes fear and stress for many people. And if you think about it, we are the only species that has to pay to survive. No other species has to pay to live. And that is why it's critical to have enough money. Money is also important to find a middle way upon because it's highly emotional. Money is about control. Money is about emotional. Many of us have ideals and dreams for what we want to achieve and have. Many of us have had rules for what we do not want when it comes to finances and money. And all of us are affected either positively or negatively by our childhood. This includes how we saw money being managed growing up, how much money we had growing up, what beliefs were passed on to us about having money or not having money. You know the kind of thing, money doesn't grow on trees, you have to work hard to get money, rich people take advantage of people. These are some of the beliefs that people I've worked with have had or when you, when you make money people wanna take it away from you. Then on the other side, having money is great, you're a failure if you don't have money. You're a failure if you don't have lots of assets. But these are gonna impact you if they were installed in you in a very young age. I grew up in a household where we didn't really have much money. I saw my mum working nights, and when my dad got in from work, 
they would kind of swap over. They didn't really have much of a connection because my mum would work the weekends and my dad would work during the week. And we were struggling as a family, so I admire my mum for looking after five children and then going to work. We had very little, and it was a real stressful time for my parents. They used to fight over money a lot. And as a child, you remember the small things. The small things I remember is my mum cutting the toothpaste tube with scissors when it was finished to get the remaining out of it, as well as keeping soap until it got so small you couldn't even hold it anymore, but she would keep the soap and it kept slipping out of your hands. I remember that I was not allowed to have cheese and Marmite in a sandwich or cheese and Marmite on toast because my mum told me that they were too expensive sandwich fillings. I could only have one. I also remember hating feeling so cold because the heating was not always put on enough and I resented it. So for me, personally, Extreme tightness is very unattractive in a relationship. It's a big, oh no, can't stand it. And at the same time, someone who's too extravagant and just has no care for money really concerns me also, especially if they're doing it on credit. Because I want to make sure that I am never in a situation where I don't have enough money to eat good quality food or to put the heating on when it's cold. Or now I live in Dubai, the AC on when it's hot. Like most people, I guess, you want to have that as a basic. And that's why if I was in a relationship where my partner was not transparent about money, where I didn't know what was going on, or that didn't see the value in saving anything, it would be a challenge for me to have peace. And this isn't about me not trusting a partner. This is about years of living through that financial pain and stress. And I believe it's part of me. And I've done a lot of work on clearing financial fear. I've done a lot of work on clearing those blocks to get to where I am today. And it's powerful and it's great to do that. However, there is still that experience in me and the lessons that I've learned and I can't turn away from that. That's, that's part of me. And this has nothing to do with love either. I can really, really love someone but if financially we are polar opposites, there is going to be conflict and there's going to be friction and there's going to be tension between us and you, you have to really decide is it worth it how much tension can you stand I guess I'm really grateful to hypnotherapy and NLP because when I learned the power of hypnotherapy and started creating hypnotherapy meditations and audios I was able to get rid of this kind of underlying fear the anxiety the worry about it and now I, I, you know, I, I live in peace. But I still have rules that I believe are sensible and protective on finances. So what are your rules? Do you have any rules around money? Do you have any rules around saving? Are you a fake it before you make it kind of person? Or do you live within your means? And what about your financial dreams? Do you have any financial dreams? Is your partner aware of your financial dreams? Are you aligned? Are there things that currently frustrate you about the way finances are run in your family? When I work with some men and women who are opposite to me, they actually hate the thought of budgeting and they want to be free to spend everything they get. And there's nothing wrong with that, it's just different to me. And this is the thing, it's about finding a way to both feel peace in a relationship like that.
Some people, they see something, they want it, they get it, and they don't care about the future. They're not worried about, oh, well, what happens if I'm old and I don't have any money? They'd just be like, yeah, well, I'll deal with it when it happens, I'll get by. And I would love to be like that, I admire them in some ways, but I'm not ever gonna be that kind of person. So we all have our own relationship to money. I'm not saying mine is right, it's just mine. In your relationship with money, in your front money beliefs, they're either serving you or they're not serving you. And this is gonna have an impact when it comes to power and control over money in the relationship. So the key thing before looking at addressing this is to realize that it's deeply personal. It's deeply personal to that person. So don't take it personally if someone is controlling the money. Don't take it personally if someone's tight. Don't take it personally if someone feels that they have to spend it all. Because this is a relationship with money that they have developed. And I find that all money issues are control issues and linked to fears. Because you can spend a lot of money because you can fear what does it mean if you've got a lot of money. You can also spend a lot of money because you fear people won't like you unless you spend a lot of money. You can also spend a lot of money because you fear you won't fit in if you don't do that. You can also spend a lot of money because you fear being labelled as being tight. So it doesn't matter what the behaviour is, there always tends to be fear behind it. And a small amount of fear is natural. If it's a big amount of fear and it's causing conflict, then it needs to be worked through. And this is something I love to help with because it's something I struggled with for a long time. When Tony came to me to change a few things in his relationship, he really wanted to know how to say to his wife to stop spending their savings because she was spending all of their savings. She loved to shop, she loved to go on holidays, and he really wanted to please her. He didn't know how to bring it up, and he really feared her reaction because whenever he tried to talk to her about finances, she would become very aggressive and very angry. And he also felt guilty. He felt as a provider and the man of the household that his wife and children should have whatever they wanted. Yet he was earning a massive salary, but it just wasn't enough. And there was no financial control on his part. She had the power to buy whatever she wanted. And when he was out of work for a whole year, it was just no longer sustainable. So we made a plan. We made a plan to ask her if she would be accepting to a budget and if she would be willing to take responsibility to pay things out of the budget and that she could keep whatever she saves. So it sort of incentivized her to cut back on things that she wasn't that bothered about and prioritize. He also gave her access to see the savings grow and discuss the pension and his retirement dreams. So they now have a set amount a month that they have as play money, a set amount of month that they have as saving money and money for their retirement fund. Now her first reaction when Tony told her was aggressive, but after a while with the right words and the right approach, she came round and now they really work together as a team and they are really, really excited because they've planned to travel the whole world when they reach retirement. They plan to drive through New Zealand, the States and mainland Europe. So now they have this dream that aligns them and they're able to get over the financial control issue because their finances and the expectations are aligned. As with all things, the key to connection and commitment is involvement. 
The more you involve your spouse in your financial decisions and make them together, the closer you'll be. It doesn't matter what the financial conflicts are about, you need to listen to each other wholeheartedly, without judgement, be honest about what you can and cannot afford and find a middle way. Whilst this may seem obvious, you'll be surprised at how many couples are desperately frustrated about how money is dealt with and say nothing. So as you know by now, I like to give exercises to my listeners on the podcast as well as to the people that I get the privilege of working with. So I'll give you an example of some of the exercises that I give couples to do. I get them to time their phone for seven minutes, put a timer on their phone for seven minutes, and to write down all of their beliefs about money that they got from childhood. And then to stop, and then to do it again about all their financial beliefs right now. And then, again, time their phone for another seven minutes and write down all their dreams and everything they want to use the money for. And then to share this with each other. Because, obviously, I have a more structured approach if I'm working with a couple. I have lists and lists and lists of beliefs and things like that. But this kind of approach is going to enable you to see where each other are coming from. Because if there's financial conflict, if there's financial control issues, and it's causing you to be not attracted to your partner, causing resentment, causing withdrawal or shutdown, then you want to understand where are they coming from? What is the reason behind the way they're acting with finances? What is the reason that they are spending the way they are, saving the way they are, controlling the way they are. And then what are their dreams? Where are they going? What's their big plan? Now you may already know this, and if you do, that's brilliant. And if you don't, then I hope this is useful to you. It's gonna be really exciting for you to dive deep and to share this with each other. Now I just wanna go back to what to do if you don't agree on spending money with the, on the family. Here you need to work out what you can afford and what you can't afford. And then out of the money that you can afford, what can work best is dividing it and saying, okay, this is what we're gonna put into savings. This is what we need for our children. This is a little bit extra. Now, how do we wanna use this money? Do we wanna support a family member? Do we wanna have a holiday? Can we have both? Can we, and it's really about how important it is. Because when you share why you want something and what your dreams are, then it's easier to solve financial issues. When I work with couples, what I do is I have an individual session with them each around finances. What are their views on finances? What are their beliefs on finances? What's holding them back on finances? And I'll speak to the other one, do exactly the same. And then we'll come together and we'll create small changes that are gonna help them move forward. Because if it's not working, it needs to be changed. Otherwise, it will carry on and you may feel more and more disheartened and create more and more distance between you. As always, I hope there's something useful in this that can support you or can inspire you in your relationship. From my heart to yours, have a wonderful week ahead. And if you haven't already, I recommend you get my Seven Secrets ebook to fixing your relationship because with that you get lots of email support from me over a period of months which is literally going to give you support. I cover the 10 ways to handle financial conflict 
in marriage. I cover what to do when your spouse refuses to talk about a certain topic and loads of other different things that are related to financial conflict and control. Take care and join you next week. Bye. Thank you for listening to How to Save Your Marriage with Nicola Beer. To book your free Save My Marriage consultation, please visit www.savemymarriageprogram.com forward slash consult. And if you've enjoyed this episode, Nicola would really appreciate it if you could leave a rating and review on whatever app you're listening through so the show stays visible, allowing more people to get the support they need to increase their love, passion and happiness.